Welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast. I'm Susie Meister. I'm Sarah Rice. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm super jacked. <laughs> Why? Well, because I love today's topic. Oh, what is it? Today's topic is dun, 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 sports. Boo. No, not boo. That was supposed to sound more like sports. That was that sounded better. That was you a good just intro. love athletics. Keep that one. I do. I just came back from the gym now, so I'm like super oh, jacked and pumped too. So. All right. Well, this is going to be like the odd couple or whatever. I, I love this. This is the left brain, right brain right here. Well, what know? is sports? What brain well, is that? Okay. Well, for, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't need, I well, don't there's a lot of, I mean, that's actually a really interesting question. I'm sure <laughs> we certain. Looked that yeah, up. we should have looked that up. Dang it. Have you ever played any sports, Susie? Well, just the volleyball where I was most improved player. Oh, that's right. Most but improved player. That was just one year, sixth grade. But never, you didn't ever. do anything like AYSO soccer when you were little? Never. We were poor and I was the what? youngest of five kids. So like, were, my mom was worried about other things. Oh, well, my mom was a single mom, so she used sports as a babysitter. For me. <laughs> and I should have thought of that. Yeah, really? Because it was cheaper than a babysitter. It was like $200 a semester to throw her in this or $200 a week to pay for an after-school sitter. So you would go to like camps or uh, Yeah, I did everything. Oh my God. And then during the summer I was shipped off to volleyball camp and to, you know, all different kinds of camps to go, you know, improve my skills. But I played everything. I know. But let me, let me say, I wasn't begging to do it. <laughs> right. You sure. weren't, yeah. You weren't the kid who was like, uh-uh. you know, well, okay. So I've got... It. I did love it, but what got me really excited about this, um, doing this podcast is I listened to another podcast, this, uh, vice podcast on sports and genetics. Okay. And I found it absolutely fascinating because this author, I'm going to pull up his name right now because he deserves all the credit for this book he wrote called, I think it's called the sports gene or something. Uh, he was a former senior writer at Sports Illustrated, and yeah, his book is called The Sports Gene, Inside the Science of Extraordinary Athletic Performance. His name is David Epstein, and he talks about how you're either built one way or you're not built one way, you know, and you can't really become... You mean your body or your yeah, mind? Yeah, your body, okay. you know, and I think, well, and probably a little bit of your mind, too, because he said, uh, uh... You know, and this is really comparing regular people with elite athletes. Okay. So, you know, obviously not everybody is an elite athlete, but, you know, he made me feel better when I listened to him talk because he said, listen, if you're a slow kid, you're not going to be a fast adult. Wow. Isn't that's that depressing? depressing. <laughs> yes. It's so depressing. This whole, it really, this book is rather depressing because it's like, you know, have you ever heard of the 10,000 hour rule? Yeah. Let's tell our listeners about oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, t- you you uh, you tell them the 10,000 Okay, so hour. I was first introduced to that by Malcolm Gladwell, mm-hmm. um, yes. you know, who kind of popularized the idea. But it, it's I think it's more widely agreed upon that you need to put in 10,000 hours of practice in order to be proficient in something. Correct. So, right? So, you know, this, this author brings up, if you ask a group that everybody says, Oh yeah, I've heard of it. And then if you ask them what study that came from, nobody's ever heard of a study. It came okay. from, and it came from a group of elite trained, like Juilliard violinists hmm. who were already, and he equates it to, it's the same thing as asking seven foot tall, 
basketball players who already had the skill of playing basketball, how long did it take you to get to this status? And not putting into, not taking into account that they're already seven feet tall and built for the sport. Yeah. So basically, you can train for 10,000 hours and you may not be the best. You're just not going to be the best at it. Your body is just not made. Your genes are not made to do that. You either have, uh, you know, we have like fast twitch muscles and slow twitch muscles and they're never going to switch. If you have, it's kind of like a zero sum game. You can't have a ton of one and it's like, you have a lot of one, you're not going to have a lot of the other. You have, can you have no twitch? (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't have, I feel like I don't have either. <laughs> See, thing. I disagree with you. Know, I think you have a body type that could be useful in a lot of sports. And, and that <laughs> is the other thing that, that he mentioned that I found really fascinating is that maybe we we just throw kids into, you know, one of five sports when there are all these other sports out there. Hmm that maybe you have the exact body type for, but mm-hmm. because it's not, uh, you know, one of America's top four national sports or whatever, you don't, you don't get, you know, it seems counter, uh, intuitive too, because if you put your kid in a lesser, like say, would you call fencing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you name it. Even track yeah. and field swimming. Yeah. You know, those they would are have not more opportunities sports. to get like scholarships because there's not as many people competing for them. Absolutely. You, yeah. I wonder why. So when England got the bid for the Olympics, they started going around and measuring people because they're like, okay, we're going to build and uh, when, like, when are you talking about this recent Olympics? I'm not even freaking kidding. This is like a real thing that's in his book. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a lot okay, of sports. <laughs> um, so I, cause I just, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is going on. So, um, and maybe this happened. Yeah. The, he, I think he said it was this most recent Olympics. So, because they find out a few, you know, years before right. that they're going to do the Olympics. Yeah. So England and there's like their national sports, I don't know, league or whatever organization that deals with all their national sports, uh, went around to high schools and started measuring people, just measuring, getting normal sizes for people to see if they could find people who were genetically built for a specific sport. So one of the people that they measured, what happened to be a teacher. And the teacher, they noticed, they're like, wow, you have really long legs. And you happen to have a really, uh, a ratio, like a really small ratio or large ratio or whatever it is, of forearm to arm length. So people who have short forearms but really long legs happen to make fantastic rowers. And they were like, I swear. And they were like, have you ever been a rower? And she's like, no, I'm a teacher. (laughs) Flash, flash, fast forward. Or flash forward, whatever. Fast forward four years later. Come she's on. She's in the Olympics. Stop. Next Olympic, four-time gold medal winner, and now she's like a national icon. You gotta be kidding me. I swear. Is that not the freaking coolest thing you've ever heard? That makes me think, I wish somebody measured my body when I was in gym, and we're like, you know what you should do? You should be a, you know what I think I would be really good at? What? And this is the most obscure sport ever, but I think because, uh, and there's a name, for, I have to remember the name for it. Um... But short legs, a lot of muscle in the legs, and a smaller buildup on top, I would be great at luging. 
Losing. Yes, I think I would be really good at like a bobsled, lo- like a bobsled. I think we'd all be good at losing. No, like a bobsled. Like I think you know when you push it, you have to do really, really fast legs, and then you have yeah. to jump in, and then you have to be really tight up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No big boobies to get in the way over here. <laughs> I think I was built for for yeah. bobsledding, and nobody ever came up to me and was like, "Hey, Sarah, you want a bobsled?" Well, why don't you try it? I always thought maybe I would, but how do you join that living in Southern California? <laughs> I mean, I guess if the Jamaicans did it in that cool runnings, <laughs> I could probably do it. <laughs> but well, this is this could be life changing. I know. It, I think it's fascinating. So you know what, Seuss? I think you would be a fantastic speed skater. Speed skater. I think you could also be a figure skater. Sarah, that's really nice. What I really think that that this is oh you know the short legs things it's a it means a lower resistance of, for of inertia and more ability to explode so if you have and that's why you see um god what's the football position certain some football position where they're a little bit smaller because they need to be able to be explosive and run really really fast and long legs are slower to get moving than short legs. Okay, so they we're focusing on like body proportions and stuff, but then in addition to that, for example, figure skating because you brought it up. You have to ha- be um not clumsy, oh yeah, elegant. And... But I think those are things that are you can teach. Oh, okay. I think body awareness can be taught. Okay. Cuz I noticed the difference. Have you ever done yoga? Yeah. Like really done it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're more aware of your body after you do it for a while? Yeah. Just your movements, like how you go to pick things up, how you, cause you're more in touch with how things move. Okay. And I think that's, that's something that could be taught. Hmm. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And so did they have any other luck that you know of with this measuring thing? Or was this like... Oh, a ton. The the countries who did it were Australia, China, England. And then these are the recent bids. These are the last like four Olympic bids or whatever. China, Australia, uh, England. And then the one who didn't do it was Greece. Okay. And they noticed that out of those last four countries, Greece had a much smaller uh, metal hall. Like of all the metals. Yeah. Yeah. And they said Australia was really the one that they looked at because for such a small area of land, they managed to get such. Yeah. Like they have an unusual proportion proportion Mm -hmm. of athletes to general population. So, you know, I thought that was the freaking coolest thing. And that, you know, it kind of leads me to the, to think, you know, you have a son. Yeah. I would like children. Yeah. And what kind of sports would you like your children to play? Is it your opinion that sports are for everyone? No, absolutely not. But I do think that there are some people who um, interact with their world physically. Yeah. And I think sports is a great outlet for those people in order to keep them busy. And also there are people like me. I need to be active if I don't. 
if I have a sedentary lifestyle, mm-hmm. sedentary, sedentary, sedentary. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's what I meant. Um, yeah, not the layer of rock. Under. <laughs> that's not, of course, that's kind of the same thing. Either way. Either way, I'm lying around <laughs> and feeling real heavy. Um, so, yeah, so if I have a lifestyle like that, then I will be depressed and sad and, and it's not good for me. But mm-hmm. I need to be active. I need to be moving and doing something. And would I rather be working out in the gym ugh, for an hour or doing something like tennis that I could totally love? Yeah. And wouldn't even look like working out. It is weird when I watch my son, and people talk about this with kids in general. Kids run everywhere. Everywhere. They move and they they stand up with perfect posture and they really enjoy moving. And then at some point we're like, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> you know, and then exercise and stuff is very laborious and something most people don't enjoy doing. Yeah, right. I don't know what that shift is Wouldn't it be hilarious if we ran everywhere like kids did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it makes me air. wonder, are we supposed to? Is yeah, that, maybe yeah. we are. What the heck happens to I don't us? Know. But you know what it is? I, I mean, my brother was a really active kid and everybody said, sit down, stop doing that. Stop climbing on things. Stop moving. And now there's yeah. this whole big thing where we're like, oh, our children aren't moving enough. Get moving, get moving. But yeah, you're right. We want you to sit down. But and only when we so, want you to. That's insane. Yeah. You know, and uh, my husband has a friend who has a daughter who's about five. Mm-hmm. This girl does not sit still, but she is jacked. I mean, <laughs> this five-year-old has a back like she's been in the gym her whole life. It is insane because she's always just hanging on things, doing pull-ups on things. And we're always like, Kendall, flip. Like, let's see you flip. <laughs> and she loves it. She's like ch- showing up cool. her calves. And she's like maybe five or six. And she's so physical. And, you know, I think it's good. Even girls, can. we need to treat like, you know, they're sports. Absolutely. Like they're yeah, I'm you all know? for that. And, uh. And that's a, that's how else will they be able to work the pole someday? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Well, it's really women in sports is, is another thing that I thought was really interesting because they said there are some sports where there's less of a divide between men's ability and women's ability, like long distance swimming women, because they have a higher body fat percentage are better at that. And here's what I want to know about swimming. When you watch the Summer Olympics and you see these guys, you know, their bodies mm-hmm. are like statuesque, yeah. if that's the right word. They're like Adonis, whatever. And then the women sort of look flabby. You think like, women, female swimmers look flabby? It's almost like, this is horrible to say, but it almost looks to me like they have a layer of blubber. Like, okay, well, as a former swimmer, okay. I think that you do. What is that? I really do, because I'm not kidding. I competitively swam like my whole life. Yeah. And I played on one of the top, one of the top, if not the top water polo team in all of California. We won CIF year after year after year. I moved my whole family. I didn't move. My family moved down to Orange County. For the purpose for, of, yeah. Specifically so I could play water polo for this team. And I was not a, like, small. I, everybody on my team, bigger. All the what girls. What is that? So all like, of the water polo there's girls There's diesel bigger. and super diesel, strong, super obviously. Diesel. Yeah. But they don't have the same and body. all have this little weird chub on the arm yes. where my bathing suit cut in. And I looked at it and the, I even noticed Olympic swimmers who had it. And yes. I'm like, okay, if the Olympic swimmer has that weird <laughs> fourth boob, 
like arm chub and every lady knows exactly what I'm talking yes. about when your bathing suit is too tight. But it's like especially in swimmers. I totally want to know what the fuck is up with that. Yeah, because the dudes get ripped and tight and toned and muscly and the girls don't. Someone explained it to me that it had to do with the temperature of the water and your body recognizing that like as a female whose, bo- whose body is designed to store body fat to keep you like warm. Warm and yeah. also, you know, possibly insulate a future child, which is what everything comes down to. It's God just like it. reproductive, you know. Well, and then in this book, it went, it gave, it like listed all of the ways that men's bodies are more suited for not necessarily all athletic things, but the ones that are popular and common today, because it's, it's only recently that women like, what is it? Title nine, that women are even able to play these sports. So why on earth would they make design a sport that is, you know, is, is suited to the female physique, right? These are sports that have been around forever since women weren't allowed to play sports. I never thought of that. Yeah. Right. So really we are not, we're playing Sports. The one that the one that's new that women are just allowed to play, I believe, in this next Olympics is the ski jump, where it's a sport where there's ton of eating disorders in men in this sport because and originally women weren't allowed to compete in this until this recent Olympics. Come on, isn't that crazy? I what? can't believe that's still happening. Even my uh, high school water polo team was like the, th- the my first school I went to was like the third year that women had a water polo team there because women weren't weren't didn't play in the Olympics in water polo either. That's hard for me to believe. So anyway, so this long ski jump, women are are expected to compete. At the level, if not better than men, because they're lighter and therefore can go farther. Wow! So you think girls will In outperform the, yeah, or, men, or at least they'll pl- they'll compete together? Yeah, it'll be men's and women's to in one competition. You know, there's uh, <laughs> like an eleven percent split between like running and genders. So men perform 11% better and like at the elite level than women with long distance swimming. It's only 6%. Mm-hmm. But if you were to extend the distance that they swam, women would surpass men because you need a larger, like women hold more records for those things like, you know, swimming the English channel and stuff like that. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. We can swim a long time because we have the extra body fat. Yes. I, you know, the funny thing is I'll always remember watching the challenge one time before I did one, um, when there was, they put everybody in a pool with snakes. Did you see that? I did. I saw that one. And the girls outlasted the men because it was very cold water and they could withstand that temperature longer because they have higher body fat. And that's what the whole swimming thing. That's why you have that. It is kind of like a blubber. That's what it was. That's what somebody told me when I was younger, that there it's like, well, you swim and you're in cold water and therefore your body tells you, hold on to this. I thought it was just something they told me to make me feel better for being <laughs> fat though. I think that it's true because if you look at all the bodies, men and women, yeah, Olympic totally level. Different. Mm-hmm. And I look at, you know, my brothers both played water po- and they were like chiseled. And I chiseled, like, that's I'm right. doing the same workout. We have the same freaking coach and our mom is feeding us the same food. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know? Now we know. Yeah. Blubber. So, I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> 
Introducing Play.it, home of best-in-class entertainment and storytelling, featuring lifestyle experts and personalities. Hey, it's Perez Hilton. This is Michael Rappaport. I'm Stassi Schroeder. This is Drinks Champ Radio. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. Hey, it's Ellie Wilson from Rap Radar. Gamertag Radio. Play.it is delivering storytelling at its best. The biggest stories in entertainment. Relationships, dating, celebrities. We're going to sit down with the culture's most important voices. Everything you would talk about with your best friends. Hear what you've been missing at Play.it. Listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice. I was just wondering what your position is on performance enhancing drugs. You know, at first I was against them, mm-hmm. but then I watched that documentary, Bigger, Faster, Stronger. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I don't give a crap. They're yeah. doing it. You know, it's it's more the like maybe there should be two levels of athletic the mm-hmm. same way there are there is in bodybuilding where there's the natural and then the, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know there was there's like, like a a, di- a, a a subgroup of bodybuilding that's all natural. Okay. And do you feel like it should be a free for all? Like everyone do whatever they want, then it's an even playing well, field. Well, you know what? If you say that, then if you're gonna le- if you're gonna allow performance enhancing drugs, then you have to legalize marijuana. What the fuck? It's, <laughs> you can't have, if everybody wants to just write like, okay, your body is your body. Do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. If you want to drink coffee, that's the most abused substance. Mm-hmm. Drink it's coffee. A stimulant. How about soda? You want to fill your body with sugar that's going to like kill you? Do, okay. Yeah. You know, we have, why that's legal. That's, you know, I just think there you're opening up a real, uh, it's so freaking hard. You know, I understand the, 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 well, I understand the ripple effect that doing something like that will have, mm-hmm. but I, even though I don't enjoy, um, sports participating in them, I really love the Olympics and I also enjoy watching films about, about oh, sports. Yeah. Like, have you been 30 watching 30? Totally. Yeah. I love them. Did you watch like Marion Jones? Did you no, see that one? But she that was my great. high school. No. Swear. And ooh, she had to come and apologize because the year before she got in trouble for that, she spoke at our school Aww. about like, you can do anything with a little help from the drugs. <laughs> well, I watched when I watched her film, I felt a lot of sympathy for her because <clears throat> when you get the whole story on anybody's life, you can put the pieces together a little more and understand how it happened. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of pressure on her to win all... I think she was in seven yeah, events. a bunch. And part of that pressure was from sponsors. And, you know, you're being pushed by all these people to make the money because you're supporting the livelihoods of not just yourself, right. but your coaches and your whatevers. Ooh, and that's, that's a lot, a lot of, of pressure. pressure. Yeah. I never even thought about that, that they're, your, single per, your performance supports an entire team. Ooh. Yeah, that's a bummer. Super. Yeah. And then did you see the Christian Leitner 30 for 30? No, oh, maybe so who is he? He played for Duke, a college uh, basketball, mm-hmm. and it, the whole documentary is called "I Hate Christian Leitner." Oh, I think I did catch a little bit of that, but refresh my memory. Well, I mean, he look the, at how much you know about sports. <laughs> this is freaking awesome. No, I just know about these movies, but 
Because they're documentaries, so yeah. they fall in the category that I will watch. Well, yeah, it's the ones that my husband and I watch together because it's like an even, like, you know. I'm... But it, And it is human interest because I remember yeah. when he played for Duke, I was in middle school, and I don't know what, I guess they were really good, so I was into them. It was just like a peer pressure thing. And um, <laughs> so I remembered him, and he was like this white fraternity, like arrogant a-hole, but he was good, and he kept winning, and like everyone was like, ah, and so, but the film is compelling because it it showcased how race and privilege and Ooh, class plays yeah. into like sports because you know, mm, think about this it. Is interesting, yeah. And they were an all-white, mostly all-white team, and they were pri- people that go to Duke are more privileged generally than the general public. And basketball, you know, is supposed to be like you grow up playing on the courts in the Harlem, right? And then right. you come up and do whatever. So it was just interesting in general. Now, that's really interesting when you take a school like Duke and you look at like the white privilege and things like that. You know. I, and we, we mentioned a bit ago about, you know, sports that our future children will play or that, you know, your children will play mine. My husband played football. He loves football. And I say, I will never, never allow my never. child ever right. to play football. <laughs> I'm in agreement. You're your GD mind. <laughs> what does he say? What does your hubby say? Well, He's never going to win on this argument, so he no. can say whatever the f he wants. I don't even listen to him after the next. The words that come out of his mouth after I make that statement, I just like, it's just noise. In my ears. It's just white noise to me because <laughs> I don't give a crap what the answer is because I'm the final word on here. And what's so your reason? This is what's the, whole, the reason. For this you? is the big question: is like, what's the future of? I think NFL is kind of going to go the way the boxing did, and you're going to get it's. It's kind of messed up that the people who, I mean, everybody loves football. It's, it's, I mean, you can't even argue that it's not the most, uh, you know, loved sport and Mm -hmm. everybody is, you know, I play freaking fantasy football, you know? Yeah. Like everybody's into it, but the people who are playing, Mm -hmm. there's like a trickle down, you know, if you're playing Pop Warner football and, and, you know, Pee Wee football and you're taking these hits I mean, it's like being in a car accident over and over again. Over and over. And, you know, I recently learned about, uh, they're called subconcussive hits. Now, the majority of people who suffer from traumatic brain injury or people that suffer from, uh, you know, these debilitating long-time brain injury or the results of these long-time brain injuries... Um, are the majority of the time linemen. Now, linemen are not the ones taking big hits. The guys who are getting bit the big hits are usually, you know, the guys out on the, the wide receivers, people out in the field. Mm. You know, they're, they're taking the big hits, and they're the ones who usually get treated and taken off the field for cu- concussions. But it's the linemen who we're doing research on because their brains are turning into freaking mashed potatoes. So you have to ask the question, what kind of hits are these linemen taking? And they're taking ones that are these sub-concussed hits. So there are these close-range hits, and they equate it to, like, Rams playing together. Like, you're just close-range and hitting over and over, and it's not a big enough hit to where you would notice it. But if you take that enough, it's, oh, it's so detrimental. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. 
Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, so I was just reading this article that talked about uh, cognitive abilities in high school football players. Mm -hmm. And we now have like evidence, empirical evidence that shows that players who take over, I think it's 50 hits in a week, which is average. That's totally normal for, that's like not anything extreme for a football player, will score lower on a cognitive test than his other teammates that don't get hit, that are in positions that don't get hit as much. Or, and this is like across the board, I think it's something, and we have 1.1 million young people who play football in high school, mm-hmm. 1.1 million. And they're getting these hits over and over. So I think is it's just so, I also thought it was funny that we kind of have this um, idea about what a dumb jock is like. Mm. And maybe they're dumb jocks because oh they've been hit in the fucking head a thousand times. So it's not even their fault. Like the football player is a little slow because he's, taken 50 hits to the noggin and then asked to go do calculus. Yeah. And he's like, can barely tie his shoes. So, I mean, it's clear to me though, that the reason that this is perpetuating is because of the, the money involved. Yes. And harder hits. What we can have to change. change. We have to, I think, I think these, these NFL or, or these like sports, um, you know, purists who don't want yeah. the game to change yeah. have to just freaking bite the big one because, we need to change the rules of the game to make it more like grabby, like the old video. Like if you watch old footage of NFL games, when they wear like the leather, yeah, it's much yeah. more rugby style where, you know, you grab the jersey, you throw them to the ground. You don't like now people just fly each other like battering rams. I mean, they yeah. are just full speed. And I know they have all those new rules, like eh, no helmet. Eh. Nobody, nobody's listening to that shit. Are They're, some people suggesting that they shouldn't wear helmets at all or something? Whoa. I thought I, I read that. Uh, but I, I mean, maybe, maybe that'll make it so people don't use their helmets as weapons. Right. That something about the helmet actually exacerbates. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's just like your head is ringing around in there. Yeah. And, oh, you know who told me that? Jordan, my partner from the challenge. He's a pro wakeboarder and he. A pro wakeboarder. Oh, yeah. He's serious. He's I didn't freaking, even know that was a thing. Oh yeah, he wakeboards and he was like sponsored and I'm going wakeboarding with him this weekend. That's Whoa, fun. Yeah, I've never been before. I'm so excited. Wow. Yeah, so he was telling me that on the water you're you know, and he said this to our stunt guys on the challenge because you know, Jordan knows he spent his whole life on the lake. He's been competing in the top levels for yeah. wakeboarding for years. And you, at a certain speed, you have the option of wearing or not wearing a helmet because when you hit the water with a helmet, it's more dangerous than without a helmet. Yeah. 
because your brain gets like rattled around in there and it's adding an extra thing to get. So Jordan would be like, oh, I hate that we're wearing helmets and falling from these heights because it's really worse. And they wouldn't let him not. No, they wouldn't let you, you know, because they've deemed helmet to be the most appropriate thing, but it's really not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I understand if you're riding a bicycle or something, but getting smacked on water, it's like, oh, we don't know. We don't know what is going on in there. And this brain is too sensitive and delicate (laughs) to be. That's precious cargo. This is all I got up here. (laughs) So I don't want anything happening to this. Do you have a favorite sport that you've played or or even event or something because everyone associates you with swimming but is that your oh passion? yeah i mean i always hated swimming like i played water polo my yeah. whole life and i was really good yeah i'm left-handed and most people are not most people who play a lot of times sports players are not left-handed yeah it's more of that right brain kind of or left brain kind of logical you know whatever. and so baseball players who are oh, yeah, that's are right. left-handed, you know, are or they teach him to hit with the other hand because it's such an advantage, or you can't because nobody, if you're right-handed and yes. you are going and I was in a position called hole set, which is right in the middle, and it's a lot of the passing and shooting position. It's kind of like the point guard in basketball, and or the center in soccer or whatever, and. Um, uh, but everybody would naturally guard the other side because you just naturally go there if you're right-handed. Yeah. And so I you would had an just advantage. wail on him. And almost like to the point where it wasn't fair. I just learned a fancy backhanded shot where I just picked up the ball and threw it backwards. And I would get like six of those a game and the, it wouldn't even be like And do you feel like fair. nostalgic? Like yeah. you miss that? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally, totally Because it was like it. a high for you. Oh, yeah. It was a really, oh yeah. And my last night, everybody called me rice in high school. And when I would score, they would be like, nice rice, do it twice. Oh and my God. The whole, everybody would say that. And See, that like, makes me never <gasps> want to ever be on a team. That is so, I want to say the R word, but I won't. That is so silly. <laughs> Why is it silly? <laughs> like, I just hate how sport, ugh. I love. Why? I love that you loved it, and I think that's so cool yeah. that you had such a positive experience. But to me, it seems so lame. Like, calm okay, well, down. It's like I know, but is there, when you put so much energy into practicing and all this stuff, and then you win, it's like why does it feels matter? Better. Here's the thing: I get like I love clothes, and I like watching like Oscar <laughs> pre shows, and I'll be yeah. watching it, and I'll be like, oh, look at that, and then I'll realize this is stupid. Who cares? But the, but with sports, I. I'm like, well, I think it's because it's the reward for the effort that you physically put into it. Yeah. You know, I trained harder. I worked on that back shot hours. And then you saw the results. And then I saw the results and it was like, oh yeah. It's the same as if you study hard for a test and you get a good grade. Yeah. But it's the physical version versus the mental version of that. I think it's just that I'm not a team player. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's why I said you'd be good at figure skating or speed skating because those are individual sports. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that whole team thing. Well, I will will add in here because I don't want people to think that I was like this super elite athlete. You were, though. That was at my old school. Then I moved down to Orange County to play water polo because I was cats. the team captain two years running at my first school. I was scoring like crazy because I was a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. I was like, and the coolest part is that, oh, I should mention this part of the story. So remember in the beginning of this conversation, we talked about how I wish somebody would have just come along and measured me and said, hey, yeah. you're good at this. Yeah. 
I originally went out for volleyball my freshman year. All my friends played volleyball. I'm like five, six. I'm not tall. I'm oh. like kind of stumpy. Um, I broke my leg playing volleyball, <laughs> doing a jump surf. Sarah, yeah, what I know. is wrong with you? So, because I have to push explain? the line. I have oh. to push it. I have to like jump higher and faster and all that. So. But remember when you got a broken leg by like playing hula skip it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So like, so what do you have brittle bones? What? Yes, I do. I do. Oh, I have osteoporosis, like early onset osteoporosis. You sort do of. not. Well, a doctor told, I started taking calcium Is this why you have a hopeless my... tooth? <gasps> Maybe. Oh, oh shit. God. I should be taking way more calcium <laughs> and like stay away from anything on land sports on land i did not know you have osteoporosis well like not like really like osteoporosis but they told me because you my bone, bone shattered lost. when i broke my foot that i need to be taking calcium supplements because it's not supposed to do that oh for pete's sake but the whole my whole point in the story is that when i had a broken leg i missed the whole first season i missed volleyball and i had the water polo coach approach me and say hey you look like you'd be good at at water polo we need some girls for the team do you have any interest in coming out for water polo and i was like horses in the water what the fuck is this game (laughs) i never heard of it so somebody pushed me into water polo and i was good and i was good without any sort of like ten thousand hours you know right but then i went to this new school where we had like i think three of the guys on my brother's water polo team went to the olympics so that's the kind of coaching that we had at this school that was like amazing. And I went from, I was, I sat on the bench a lot <laughs> in our CIF game. I think I played all of it. Like I didn't even picture there being a bench in water polo. Well, there's not. There's just the side you kind of hold yeah. on to. But oh my gosh. Yeah, it sucked. And so. And you're still, as an adult, passionate about. Oh, if comp- I could play, I would play right oh now. I, w- I would. I would. I did join an adult league when I lived up in San Francisco and played for a bit up there. It was so. It's just fun. I love it. So, it. I think it's the hardest sport ever because you got to tread water. Oh my god! Can, Wait, it's the whole deep. time you can't touch the bottom. I genuinely did not know that, Susie. What I, do you think? You're just standing I've around tossing the ball. It. I've oh, never seen it being played. It's so hard. And I thought it was more like. Yeah, what the? Why would I think? That? Yeah, but just that's how I pictured it. I didn't account for the treading water. You have to tread water the whole time. How long is a game? I think there's six minute quarters. So you're it, because I mean, Sarah, who that can do is it for so impressive. And you can only touch the ball with one hand at a time. So you're using what? Yeah. I loved it. So this treading is a water, nightmare. no I'm gonna problem. Have nightmares about this. Well, oh god, it was the best sport. And, and did anyone ever drown? No, because <laughs> it seems like because there'd be problems. But once we what we would used to do it at the first school, high school I went to, is uh, the water polo players and the football players would switch practice one day because we funny. would always say that yeah we're way tougher, and they would say they're way tougher, so they would switch. Football players didn't last 30 seconds in that water. They all no. sank like stones. And the water pole players, by the end of the football practice, were like, we're ready to, like, we're done yeah, warming up or what? Yeah, it's so much more endurance. <laughs> Way more. Dude, um, well, how, how deep are we talking here? 10 feet, 12 feet, Holy however deep the pool is. You're not able, you're not touching, you're not taking any breaks. Oh you're not, God. it's like. Sarah, I'm impressed. Well. Honestly, that thanks. is a, amazing to me. Well, maybe if you would have picked up speed skating, we could be sitting here talking about how great you are at that. <laughs> you know, I just don't have the desire. But I, even though I think sports are silly, I totally respect people that can do yeah. amazing things. Like even when you, I'm in 
impressed by a half marathon, let alone like those ultra oh, Kenny 100 does mile. Iron Man. That's bizarre. I don't That's get insane. it. insane. Yeah. And the worst part about that is you can't listen to music yeah. when you run the Iron Man. Why? Why is the reason? Well, I hear music enhances performance, but... Oh, for Pete's sake. We'll have to wait till our next podcast on music to yes. talk about that. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. What else do you want to say before um, we go? I want to say that I don't think you're, because I just heard you say, you know, I don't like sports, blah, 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 but you love the Olympics. Yeah. I think you're like me. I don't like the hoopla around sports. Yes. Like, I don't like idolize it like a team. Like, this is my team. It's not your fucking yeah, team. That's you didn't I mean. do anything. Your stupid underwear you haven't washed for an entire season yeah. are not helping them win. Yeah. I am impressed with athletic performance. Me too. So I love football because I love watching, you know, the amazing athletes out yeah. there. I love whatever it is. So I think we need to get away from it being like sales of jerseys and stupid, like insane stadiums that are costing cities billions and instead get back to like, let's, you know, appreciate these athletes who mm -hmm. are amazing give the players a little more yeah credit, when we talk about the excellence i can get into that yeah anybody that's excellent at what they do i yeah. love even if you're a plumber if you're yeah. super good at it i'm like wow i could never do that yeah Who, who's the i think it is a sports guy who said whatever you are be a good one or something yeah, man i don't know who said that but i agree yeah, yeah. excellence is really impressive to me yeah well, but uh so that's why i tread in water for six minutes i couldn't even do that one time <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'm going. If you, if I, if the Titanic goes there, if I'm on a ship and it goes down, I'm safe. I'm safe. Look wow. to me because I can keep myself and you up easily. Mm. So that's all I got. But that's I my... hope our audience has been tolerant of our switch in tone here. Yeah, this well, is much I mean, more. We've been exciting. talking about criminals and yeah. suicide for the past. I know this is much episodes, more inspiring, so. and I'm just so into it right now. I mean, it's because it, we're deep in fantasy football, and I just want to also mention that I'm winning my league, and I've never played <laughs> before ever. And I also beat my husband the last two weeks in the Pick'em football games. So <laughs> doesn't take a brain surgeon. <laughs> or rocket scientists to figure out sports betting. Just wow. So. Good to know. Yeah. Try it. It's real fun. Try it. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll tune in next week to the podcast again, of course. And would you please leave reviews? Why are you people not leaving reviews? It's driving me bonkers. Bonkers. There's easy places, multiple places to leave reviews. And we love reading about ourselves. We really do. But there, I have had some nice people uh, tweet at me recently That's who nice. say... That they are. Let's give them a little shout out, real yeah, quick. Yeah, do that. I, wanna, I like I wanna... that guy that wrote to us on Facebook. I didn't know that you had been engaging him, and then I saw that he wrote, and I just wrote. Who back. is it? Um, let me look. 
He wrote all really nice things and uh, dodging L.A. His name's Hogan Logan. I like that name, Logan. Dang, that's a good name. Um, he says he loves the show and he thought that the last week's call with Kenny was insightful and funny. Insightful. I don't think people have no used one's ever the word said Kenny that about <laughs> insightful in the sentence, but we have now. I so. don't see it here. Shout out to Logan. Thanks for watching. Yeah, I can't find the one on. Um... And Fat Dinosaur, P-H-A-T Dinosaur, <laughs> uh, she says that she's really glad the world didn't end so Aww. she can still listen to the Brain Candy podcast. Wow. Yeah. High praise indeed. And I say, Fat Dinosaur, it's the beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. All right, people, All talk right, to you next week. Bye. <laughs>